The Selfish Path to Romance. Download Chapter 1 for free at drkenner.com. I know what Bert is going through. It's the loneliest feeling in the world. It's like walking down an empty street listening to your own footsteps. But all you have to do is to knock on any door and say, if you'll let me in, I'll live the way you want me to live, and I'll think the way you want me to think, and all the blinds will go up and all the doors will open, and you'll never be lonely ever again. I love that. That is Spencer Tracy from Inherit the Wind. And if you've not seen that movie and you want an uplifting movie, go see that movie. It is, I mean, not go see it, but rent it. It is fabulous. And the whole idea of owning your own life requires your integrity, your independence. You're coming to independent conclusions. Please listen. You've got to think for yourself. You're all individuals. I'm not. <laughs> um, you're coming to independent conclusions about what you value in life. It's using your mind well. And the alternative is to ditch your mind and just go by any grab bag of ideas that you've heard over your lifetime from your family, the church, the, uh, the culture, your school. And you don't really make sense of your world. And you haven't done any independent questioning and thinking on fundamental questions like, is it my life or not? Or am I making myself into... Uh, am I feeling resentful and hostile and bitter and I'm always doing for other people and never for myself? And not that I want to run roughshod over other people, but I want a life. And if you want that life, I highly recommend going to my website and getting the book, The Fountainhead and Atlas and Books, The Fountainhead and Atlas Shrug. They are, they will turn, have the potential to turn your life around. If you want to be happy, if you want to think clearly and really embrace your own life. So talking about being happy, I went dancing with another man and we did a rumba together and I adore this man. I really adore him. I even have a picture of him in front of me right now. He's handsome. He's playful. He's smiling. And who is he? And he asked me to dance. This is my son. My son came in. My son, from, when he was a little kid, always would watch my husband and I practice ballroom dances the few times that we practiced, but he would even initiate it. My son would run over and turn on a hustle or a, a foxtrot or something, and my husband and I would come running into the living room for, from our offices or wherever we were, the kitchen, and we would start dancing. It was a playful thing that we did. And then the dog would come in with three uh, uh, gummed-up toys in his mouth and start shaking them in the middle of our dancing so we couldn't dance, and it would be a funny scene. And it is just fun that every so often my son wants to dance a foxtrot with me. So that's, that's what happened. Um, so hopefully with your own kids, even if you have some rough going times, which my son and I had early on <laughs> with me trying to get him to clean his room, I never realized that I was the problem. I'll talk about that anytime you want uh, because he's given me permission to do that. But if you, it's wonderful if you can reconnect with your kids or can have that warm, warm relationship. There's nothing... Oh, apart from my relationship with my husband, there's nothing that replaces that. It's just so phenomenal. So I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner. You can give me a call right now. Uh, my number's toll-free, one 877 
Dr. Kenner, D-R-K-E-N-N-E-R. Why can't I just have a normal boyfriend? Why? Just a regular boyfriend who doesn't go nuts on me. You can also go to my website, drkenner.com. Right now I want to turn to the phones and speak with Mike about divorce. Mike, welcome to the show. Hi. Hi. What's uh, your question? Well, I, you know, yeah, you... I don't know how many people find themselves married to somebody for like 30 years. Um, and then they start getting married on your teens and about halfway into that 15 years. And you're busy and stuff. And one of you decides to start with somebody else, but you don't. they don't uh, give up the marriage. And then the other person doesn't really decide to file a divorce. And it keeps on going after 14 years. And you now you're 30 years into it. They've been with somebody for half of that time. Okay. Is this your relationship? Yeah. Okay. Um, you've been married then for 30 years, and 15 years into the marriage, one of you had an affair and the other filed for divorce, but you never got divorced? That was, that she was the one with the, with the affair, but I never. I filed the divorce finally 20 year, 28 years into it, but we never did final it. Okay. So... What what are the benefits of staying with your wife? <laughs> you know what? Uh, I've had a lot of health problems, and I and I just haven't had a chance really to get around to do much more with my life. But I think a lot of it's got to do with uh, uh, the negative. You know, just uh, there's a lot of depression involved. Okay, so you're depressed. What what type? Just give me a, a snapshot of the type of health problems that you have. Not in any detail. But um, is it heart um, problems or drinking problems? I, I don't know if you're familiar with sleep apnea, but uh, okay, it's taken its toll on me. I've been trying to and back problems. I had an accident back in 1978, and in the early 90s, I ended up having to uh, be on disability, and as a result, uh, between sleep apnea and and not being all that active. Uh, okay, what do I've, you do uh, during your days if you're on disability? I'm going to school full time. Oh, what are you studying? Uh, well, <laughs> for the third time, uh, it's like I said, if you're familiar with that, I'm taking the statistics, um, trying to get that uh, so I can finish the psychology degree. <laughs> okay, and what uh, would you like to do with it? Um, maybe work with uh, the county. I don't know, probation department, something like that. With what? With what part in the county? With maybe the probation, or you know, doing counseling with. Uh, uh, what's the public, of course. I mean, <laughs> there's, uh, but there's, there's plenty of need for um, people with bachelors, with uh, with uh, with you know, working with the county, uh, with kids, and well, and adults. Okay, what when you think of yourself getting off of disability and going back and doing some counseling, how do you feel? Oh, that's my that's my dream right now. It's, it has been for a long time. Okay, then you want to ask. It's a nightmare because I can't. I can't. The statistics, uh, with concentration and memory. I don't know. Uh, you know how statistics is. You need to. It's like a logic class. It's not a math class. Okay. Um, it can be taught. Know. I learned statistics. I went in with statistics phobia. I told my professor that I did very poorly on my first test, and then I just became tenacious. I studied and studied and studied. I taped his classes. I went home. I listened to them again. I went over the material. I got an A's in statistics. And not that I loved it, 
But you can do it if you just put in the effort and get some tutoring or get some of these easy workbooks that I got on the side that are just a few bucks so you can take them out of the library. So let me tell you where I'm going, why I went from your marriage into um, counseling. And that's that if you don't love yourself, if you don't love your own life, if you're just sitting home with back problems and sleep apnea and you're taking statistics but you don't feel competent in it, then you will feel depressed and you will not feel any energy to leave the marriage or find another partner. And so number one, you want to make yourself lovable, someone that you enjoy living with. And, and that's fundamental. So you want to pursue your goals. If, it's, if statistics is the next step for you, oh, put your heart and mind into it and really study, do well in it. Show yourself like I did that you can do it. Even if you get a C or a D in it, it's still you passed it. You know, and yeah, you can shoot. Okay, but, but you want to work hard on that because that's going to give you a sense of self-respect and competency, which you desperately need if you've been on disability. I've seen disability ruin more people. Uh, I think it's a bad thing because if you still have the ability to work productively, I think it's much better to get off the disability. And then you want, then you'll have more energy to deal with what do you want to do with the relationship? Because right now it sounds like you're desperate, you're dependent on your wife, you don't want to leave. Um, whereas if you feel more competent, then you can assess the relationship and see if you can re-knit the relationship with, with her. You could read The Sex-Starved Marriage, which talks about relationships in general, not just the sexual aspect. Uh, and that may help since there was an affair involved and see if that you, you can re-knit it. There's a book, and th these are on my website, drkenner.com, and there's a book after the affair that you also may want to revisit and that's also on my website. Uh, that's by Dr. Spring. Thank you so much for your call. I'm Dr. Ellen Kenny. You're listening to The Rational Basis of Happiness. And if you have any questions that you would like to ask a counselor or a, a therapist, I am a clinical psychologist, so you can give me a call. Toll-free 1-877-DR-KENNER. And you can visit my website, drkenner.com. That's D-R-K-E-N-N-E-R.com. I have, have articles. I have books I recommend on it. It's a lot of fun. Here's an excerpt from The Selfish Path to Romance by Drs. Kenner and Locke. Aggressiveness leaves a nasty hangover. Unless you suffer from very poor insight, you are aware that you bullied someone you care about, and you often feel sheepish and guilty afterwards. The person on the receiving end of your wrath is hurt and distrusts you, even if both of you fake a close relationship to the outside world. A tip-off to aggressive language is the pronoun you, or finger-pointing language. Imagine your partner telling you, you make me angry, you don't listen, you talk to me like I'm stupid, you drive me crazy. The use of you language as a method of attack is guaranteed to set a relationship on fire, and we don't mean romantically. It invites the person receiving the barbs to stop listening and withdraw or counterattack. Download Chapter 1 for free at drkenner.com and at amazon.com.